Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? Unlike a car with its user's manual, we are born without instructions how to live. We experience life vicissitudes without a so-called user's manual. The Gita has been described as such a guide. These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda, which he has been delivering for more than 25 years. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We will be discussing chapter 5 today, the first three verses. So far, we have seen in Bhagavad Gita, Gita the first four chapters. The first chapter, Arjuna Vishad Yoga, the grief of Arjuna. In that chapter, we have seen that Arjuna is facing a situation where he cannot define whether the enemies on the other side are truly their enemies or they are clearly defined as my enemies. He sees that on the enemy side also, there are people whom he respects and reveres and worship. He does not want to be in a situation where in pursuit of killing his enemies, or pursuit of defeating his enemies, he has to kill the people whom he worships and revere and respect. And therefore, he is now not clear what is the right action in that situation. On this battlefield, where previously thought there is a clear line drawn between good and evil, the part which is fighting for the right in accordance with dharma is good, in the one which is opposing the dharma is wrong or or my enemy. He realizes that on the other side also there are people who are clearly are respectable and whom he has profound love and fighting his enemies he has to fight them too. And therefore, he can make a decision. His solution was to escape the situation by deciding not to fight. That describes our situation in life most of the time. Most of the time, we find situations in our life which cannot be cleanly defined as good or bad. Or clearly I can say that by taking care of this situation this way, I will be completely taking care of bad and preserving good. We realize that in most of the times, the good situations come with little bad 
and bad situation come with little good. And therefore, to take a right action every time when I face a situation in my life, I require knowledge about the fundamental truth about what is the reality of life. So first chapter, which is also called Yoga, Arjuna Vishad Yoga, this recognition that this life is not made up of two equal halves of one is good and other is bad is a first step towards my evolution to reach the higher. Any process, any action which leads me from lower to the higher, that which unites me to the higher is yoga. Yoga is to yoke, to join. The first recognition that this is not a clearly defined situation of good and bad is my first step towards understanding the reality. In life, we can only make progress when we understand what the reality is. So the first chapter also is called Yoga, Arjuna Vishad Yoga. The next chapter, Sankhya Yoga, the Yoga of Knowledge. Change the paradigm of my life what I consider to be myself is profoundly changed when I hear Bhagavan Krishna telling in that chapter that the self is immutable, imperishable, untaintable. The self which I consider is my existence. My existence is the only experience that I have which I can claim to be of my own realization. I know that I exist. I don't have any other experience other than to exist. And therefore, I'm afraid of death. Death means non-existence. I do not want to be in a situation where I don't exist because I really have no experience what that existence of non-existence is all about. I know I was born at time T1 and I'll die at time T2. The distance between the two events of my taking birth and my death, I consider it to be my life. That's the only experience I have. And therefore, I'm afraid of death, therefore I'm afraid of everything else which indicates that I may not be existing. So the second chapter, Sankhya Yoga, taught us that there is no reason for you to fear about non-existence. Yourself is immutable, imperishable, but when you transition from one state of existence to another, it's just a milestone in your existence. Just as you change clothes, just as you change from childhood to teenagehood to adulthood to old agehood, you will transition from one state of existence to another. And therefore, the fundamental fact about me is I'm eternal existence. 
once I understand that fact, then I can take my next step about realizing then what is the goal of my life? This life which I consider to be my only life, what is the goal of this life? In the third chapter, Karma Yoga teaches us that as a living being, action is not a voluntary decision. Action is mandatory. Action is signature of life and therefore as a living being I'll be acting all throughout my life, every second of my life. Action is inevitable. How I act will make my life either happy or unhappy. Binding or liberating. And therefore third chapter Karma Yoga teaches us the art of action. It says that when I act in the spirit of selfless activities, I liberate myself. When I act with desire-prompted activities, I bind myself to the results of those activities. Because I will be constantly seeking for reward for those activities. So the third chapter says, action is your right, but not the fruits. Act in a manner which is in line with your dharma. That which describes your duties, that which is assigned to the role you have taken, those actions you perform without worrying about the results of those actions. So we learned Karma Yoga in chapter 3rd. Chapter 4 was Gnana Karma Sannyasi Yoga, which is how to stop actions in knowledge. Renouncing actions in knowledge. Gnana Karma Sannyasa Yoga. When the, when the knowledge takes place that I am not the doer, but I am just the instrument in the hands of God, that all my activities should be in line with the roles I take and it should be for the betterment of the society, the community, the nation, this planet, this universe, then my actions will be liberating actions. So it teaches the art of yagnas, how to act in the spirit of yagna. Because Bhagavad Gita says that all activities performed in spirit of yagna can be loosely translated in English as in the spirit of cooperation with the larger community, in cooperation for the greater good of the society is yagna activities. And then we have seen there are a variety of yagnas available to us and I must choose the one which is the most appropriate for my state of mind. But in the description of that chapter, Bhagwan uses the word sannyasa, renunciation, all the time. So Arjuna come to realization that Sannyasa is the goal. The renunciation is the goal of life. So the chapter 5 opens with Arjuna's question. 
संन्यासम कर्मणाम कृष्ण पुनर्योगम च संससे यत्श्रेय एतयोहो एकम तन्मे ब्रूहि सुनिश्चितम वी नाउ सी दैट अर्जुना इज ए वेरी सिंसियर सीकर ही वांट्स टू फाइंड आउट व्हाट इज द राइट पाथ फॉर हिम वी आल्सो सी दैट ही इज अ कंप्लीट फेथ इन कृष्णा देयरफॉर ही सेज on one hand you are praising renunciation it seems that that's the higher goal of life is to renounce but the same token you are again and again praising yoga and this is karma yoga the yoga of action so tell me what is clearly good for me just tell me one do not confuse me with this too once he hears what is the clear path for him from krishna he is ready to take up that path that path and march forward so we know that he is shraddha we have seen in last chapter that three things are absolutely important for anyone to succeed in any field in life shraddha faith unless we have faith in what we are doing we will we will not be able to make any progress we can't take even a simple plane ride without having a complete faith in the pilot who is going to fly that plane the airline which owns that system and the flight management system which guiding this planes we walk into the plane without any anxiety because we have faith in all these systems and therefore we can enjoy the ride the one who is paranoid about this system he will not be able to fly i think we have just heard the aritha franklin or one of these great singers she has not taken flight for last about 20 years with one time she was in a in a two or the piper plane with two engine plane one engine plane and the plane was in a bad situation in some storm and she really realizes that she can lose her life and since then she has not been able to have any faith in the airline or airplanes so tc takes all her travel through bus rides or car ride but once he will get over that paranoia he will be able to enjoy the same comfort we all enjoy about the air travel so shraddha is very important we also seen that we need to have the control of our senses when i'm focused in doing one thing i shouldn't be distracted by others arjuna clearly demonstrate that he is shraddha he is single pointed in taking up whatever the path lord krishna tells him to take either sanyasa or karma yoga so the bhagwan answers and says sanyasaha karma yoga scha nisres निश्रेयस्कभ तयोस्तु कर्म संयासा 
karma yoga vishishyate a teacher must be able to clearly direct student in the path of his his journey for learning in this case bhagwan doesn't dodge the question he doesn't give another long lecture but he gives him a clear direct answer saying both karma and sanyasa both karma yoga and sanyasa are good for you nishreyas karo ubhav both are good for you both leads you to your higher goal whether you take the path of sanyasa or you take path of karma yoga both will re- will take you to the same goal however out of these two karma sanyasa karma yoga vishishyate but karma yoga is clearly better than renouncing actions or sanyasa that's because bhagwan knew the state of arjuna's mind he knew that he won't be able to give up his desire to take revenge his desire to set the record straight his desire to eliminate evil from his kingdom and therefore when my mind is still at that level i need to take the next step which will purify my internal instrument as we have seen many times in this class that this simple goal for a seeker is to purify his internal instrument we have two instruments one is external which everyone can see everyone can see my body that's my external instrument but none of you can see my mind and my intellect you may see the manifestation of it when i behave in one way or other when i'm behaving irrationally you would say well neil lost his mind because i clearly demonstrate that i'm not thinking correctly but normally you won't be able to see what i'm thinking and therefore it's called internal instrument it is the internal working of myself and the goal for a seeker is to purify this mind and intellect depending on the state of this mind and intellect i may take up a karma yoga or a sanyasa if i have made myself worthy of renouncing this world renouncing everything which associated with this world then i can take sanyasa but right now i'm truly engaged in this active dialogue with this world of what is good and what is bad and therefore bhagwan says karma yoga vishishyate karma yoga is clearly better than sanyasa because you and i are not in the state where we can we can renounce this world we have many times seen that only thing we can renounce is what we have and right now what i have is my idea about what is good and what is bad to renounce this idea i need to purify my mind and intellect and karma yoga is the go we have seen many times that 
Swami Chinmayanda says, and all scholars have said, that there is no new ideas have been put forward in Bhagavad Gita. Bhagavad Gita is not a revolutionary text which has dumped all the previous ideas and say, here is the right way of doing things. Bhagavad Gita just clarifies the concept in Vedas. In Vedas, even though they are very voluminous and complicated, the ideas are prescribed in a very simple manner. That by nature, our self is inert. We are part of this world and therefore our nature is inert. To make ourselves evolve, I need to first go from inertia to activity. Once I go from inertia to activity, I have taken my first step. Now this dynamic activity which I have taken up is binding me to its results because this activity is geared towards my gain for me to enjoy and for me to experience happiness out of this activity, which is binding. So the next goal is selfless activities, is to transcend this bondage created by this action and reaction, cause and effect chain. So the Vedas basically, in the first portion of Vedas, which are the mantras, describes elaborately the nature of this world. In the praise of the God's creation, the mantras describe this world. In the second portion, which is Brahmana, there are rituals given out to gain things in this world. So that takes you to the activity level. That I must do this to get this. That's the Brahmana portion of the Vedas. The third portion, which is Aranyakas, give Upasanas. Disciplines which leads me to transcend my mind and intellect. Bhagavad Gita is using the same method, but in a language which you and I can understand. We have these connotations to the words which we hear. So when I hear the word an elephant, I will have a picture in my mind which is in line with the, my experiences. Because I lived in Africa and I have been through, been to this national parks where I have seen hundreds and hundreds of elephants in a herd. And that's the picture that will come to my mind. You may have only seen an elephant in a circus or in a zoo. And that will be your picture of an elephant. So when we hear the words yoga, yagna, japa, dhyana, our picture is in line with my experiences. So Arjuna's picture of a sannyasi is what he has pictured as a renunciate who has renounced this world of possessions. Now he is dependent on others. So Bhagwan clarifies his misunderstanding.
चतुर्थ वर्ष नेय स नित्य सन्यासी यह न द्वेष्टि न कांक्षति ए सिंपल डेफिनेशन ऑफ ए मंक ए सिंपल डेफिनेशन ऑफ ए रिनशिएट मंक इज और ए सन्यासी इज द वन हु इज न द्वेष्टि न कांक्षति ही नीदर हेट्स नोर लाइक्स He is not falling into this trap of dividing this world into two, one which I like and other which I do not like. This one creation of this Lord, which I see as plurality and tries to divide it into two, is the fallacy of my mind. This world cannot be divided into two. It's one entity. when i train my mind and intellect to see this as one entity unity in this diversity of this world then bhagwan says such a person is a sanyasi such a person is a renunciate monk because given up his ego we divide this world into good and bad nirdvandho hi mahabaho sukham bandhat pramuchyate one who goes beyond these pairs of opposites sukha and dukha happiness and unhappiness he will achieve liberation from this bondage and very easily will achieve sukha if i want to never in a situation or i'll be unhappy the simplest way to achieve this is to give up my desire to be happy if i give up the desire to be happy i'll never be in a situation which which can makes me unhappy happiness and unhappiness are the two sides of the same coin if i take this one side away from me the other goes along with it and no coin exists as long as i want the one side of the coin i also have to accept the other side of the coin and we'll stop today's lecture here and we'll take the next three verses next time om sarve bhavantu sukhina sarve santu niramayah पश्यन्तु मा कचि दुख भागे ओ शाति 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 हरि ओ श्रीगुरुभ्यो नम हरी ओ